You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. All right, keep your Bibles out. And here as we're continuing uh, with our theme, of course, and building up you. I am excited about the theme for the year. And you know, as we think about our faith and we think about how we are to be built up on our faith so we can be who God wants us to be. And without our faith, we, there is no way that we can fulfill uh, what God has uh, designed for us to be, who He wants us to be. And so as we come into a new year, it's a time of assessment, it's a time of reassessment, a time of pushing that reset button in our life, uh, areas that we had some successes, we rejoice in, areas where we fell short, uh, we are convicted and we mourn that and think, okay, I got to do better uh, this year. I wish every time I said I'll do better this year than I did last year that I would do better. Don't you? But sometimes, isn't it amazing? Sometimes it's the same things every year that we come back to and say, man, I need to improve in this area of my life. And, you know, what a blessing that God is a long-suffering God. He's long-suffering. He's patient. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad that He is more patient with you than we are with others? <laughs> uh, I know that's the case in my life. Uh, but as we start to reassess our lives and we think about maybe our relationship, our relationship with the Lord, maybe our relationships in marriage, uh, our uh, parenting, friendships, maybe we look at our responsibilities and uh, our career, uh, maybe our current status, whether uh, the successes that we've had, the failures, uh, maybe there's some mediocrity that's there. Uh, we think about the church, maybe our involvement and uh, support and time and talent and treasure and being a good steward. Uh, we think about maybe our resources with the income and uh, stewardship. And we're not into stewardship month yet, but uh, we think about stewardship and uh, maybe uh, getting out of debt and maybe saving uh, more than what we have in the past. And maybe it's our giving uh, maybe it's our recreation, uh, but there are a lot of areas of our life. It's not like that we could just say, well, I'm a success or a failure. There are areas where we have done better than others. And as we look into our life, we want to have a blessed life. Psalm chapter number one, we find the recipe for blessing. Aren't you glad that God has given us a recipe? Has somebody ever told you to, you've tried something and you liked it and they said, okay, well, how do you make this? Well, just throw a little bit of this in there and a little bit of that. Well, how much is a little bit? And Deb, I remember when, when uh, we got married and she would call uh, mom or she'd call my mom and and she would, she would go and she'd be in the kitchen and she'd want to make something. And, well, how much of this? And, and she'd get the answer, well, just a little bit, of, little bit of this or a little bit of that. And, and she was like, I can't cook that way. I need measurements. I need amounts. 
And I said, one day you're going to cook just like your mom, or just like my mom. And she does. Now Rachel calls, and she says, well, just throw a little bit of this here and a little bit of that there. And, uh, you know, once you learn, uh, you don't really need the recipe. And you know what? For those that have been saved for a long period of time, we may be comfortable with the recipe, but we still have to follow the recipe. We might not need someone to spell every little thing out, but the recipe has not changed. So Psalm chapter 1 here, and let's look at it again. The Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So here we find God talking about this blessed individual. Blessed. We're so blessed. We, we are blessed. All that God has done for us, we're blessed. And there are people that are, that are facing some very real struggles in their life. There are some battles that individuals are, are dealing with uh, day by day. But as a believer, we all can come and say, God has been good to us. We are blessed. So here we see this blessed, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth, Shall prosper. Now, when we look at some key words in this passage of Scripture, blessed is one of them, and we're there. We're blessed. But there's also a word that's thrown in there of prosperous. And in that, I think we almost have to stop and ask ourselves, do we desire to be blessed? I think we do. There's a desire there. But there's also just the knowledge that we already are. We already are. Do we desire to be prosperous? Or already, are we already there? Now, that does not mean that we cannot continue in these blessings. It does not mean that these pro the prosperous... Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And then it goes on, the ungodly are not so. And so we know that there are, there are things that the blessed individual is going to do. There are some things that the prosperous individual is going to do that God has given us here uh, in this passage. So tonight we're just going to look at that little word, blessed, blessed. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Bless your people. Uh, Lord, help us to recognize uh, what you have done for us. Lord, help us to recognize how you have promised for these blessings to come. And help us to be in a place where uh, the, the fount is just blessing us. And, and help us to stay under uh, that, that fount of blessing. So just uh, meet with us this evening, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. So here, when we look at this, 
this blessed individual. Now, who is this blessed individual? Uh, the Bible says uh, the, the word blessed there, it literally means to be happy. It means to be fortunate. It means to be highly favored. Highly favored. And God says the individual that is not walking in the counsel of the ungodly, the one that's following uh, this recipe, this individual is a, is a highly uh, favored individual. Now, uh, we find that term uh, highly favored again. It's in Luke chapter number 1 and verse 28. The Bible says, And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. You know what? Uh, Mary was a highly favored individual. She was a blessed individual. But you know what? God said that we can have that same kind of blessing. We can be blessed. We can be highly favored. Uh, because uh, here, what was it? Uh, the Lord was with her. You know what? The Lord has promised to be with us. And if the Lord, is, His presence with Mary brought that high favor, it brought that blessing, His presence in our life brings blessings as well. So I want you to see several things tonight. Number one, I want you to see the attitude of the blessed. Uh, the attitude of the blessed. Verse number two, uh, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. So the attitude of the Lord, uh, his delight is in the law of the Lord. Do we delight in God's word? A blessed individual, a highly favored individual is going to delight. Blessed is the man. And this, he said, he delighteth, uh, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Uh, so his delight, uh, his enjoyment, he, he is... He rejoices in the fact of God's Word. He, he delights in it. It is something that puts a smile on his face. It's something that just brings joy uh, into his heart. You know, when you are around people that, that you love, what happens? Your, your attitude, your spirit is, is blessed. It brings delight. Uh, de delight. It doesn't bring dampness. It doesn't bring the darkness. It brings delight. There is just a uh, a refreshment that comes. His delight is in the law of the Lord. So now when we think about the law of the Lord, the law is a commandment. The Bible tells us that the law was our schoolmaster. The law was meant to show us how crooked we are. The law was never there to pat us on the back. The law was there to show us that we could not match up. And here when he's saying his delight is in the law of the Lord, this individual 
delights in the fact that uh, they, are, they are able, you and I are able to come before God because of what Jesus did. When, when we see uh, our imperfections, when we see our frailties, we see our weaknesses, we see our failures, and we see that uh, we have access to God, that just brings delight. Uh, when I see the condemnation of sin, and then all of a sudden I recognize that, that I, uh, I have the imputed righteousness of Christ in my life. Uh, I will never stand before God because of my sin. Uh, I'm saved and on my way to heaven. That's, that, brings, that brings joy. Uh, the delight, is it, it's the delight in God's word. It's the delight in those boundaries. You know, boundaries are not bad. They're good. I was teasing with one of the families uh, on Sunday, uh, and the kids were coming in. I, I, I told them, I said, uh, your kids are out there playing on North Beale Road. And, huh, what's going on? And uh, anyway, I was just teasing with them about that. Uh, they weren't, they are were right out here in front. But uh, anyway, my, my, my mom and my aunt used to tell us, go play on the freeway. And I think they were serious. Uh, but uh, uh, anyway, uh, you know, boundaries are good. They are, they are a way to keep us safe. You know, when, when you look at uh, the law of the Lord and you look into it and you say, you know what, these areas will destroy my life. And I don't want to get engaged in these things. I don't want uh, to disobey uh, the commands of God because I will see the, the, the uh, destruction that it brings. But his delight, the attitude of a blessed individual, he delights in the law of God. He delights in what God says. He delights in uh, even the rules and uh, the, the guidelines. Why? Because he, he recognizes that God has something good for us. His delight is in the law of the Lord. So we see his delight, uh, but we see his direction as well. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. His direction is, is set by his thoughts. He's, he's allowing what God said to guide his life. That's a blessed individual. They're blessed. Are they smarter than everybody else? No. They are just a person that is is rejoicing in what God has given them. They are a blessed person. Their, they, their attitude is an attitude of delight. Uh, their, their direction uh, is, is set by what they see in God's Word. So we see the attitude of the blessed. We see the action of the blessed. You know, being a blessed person isn't just having knowledge. How many of you would like to go back about 10 years in your investment portfolio. Microsoft, Amazon, Google. If you go back, you'd look at it and say, man, I would have definitely bought that. You know, our actions follow our attitude. Just having the knowledge but doing nothing about it 
doesn't help us. We can know God's word. We can know God's law. But if we're not allowing it to affect how we live, then we're missing out. We will not be that blessed individual because blessed is the man. It is not just the attitude uh, of the blessed individual. It's the action. Uh, here, they walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. So here, the action of this individual is now they are, they are allowing what they see in God's word to affect how they live. And here he said, this blessed individual is walking not in the counsel or under the, and the word counsel there is advice plan or scheme and he said blessed is the individual who does not walk under the advice of the counsel of the the uh, scheme of the ungodly uh, who are the ungodly those without god those without god you and i need to be very careful on who we take counsel from as a believer we are we are admonished not to follow the counsel of the ungodly. He said, well, pastor, they're smart. I'm not saying just because somebody, uh, I'm not saying that we disregard uh, knowledge, but, but I'm telling you, we, we need to put ourselves under the, the counsel of spiritual individuals. We need to have a cabinet of counselors. Now, a cabinet of counselors is not a cabinet, uh, just a group of people, and you go and keep on asking until you get the answer you want. A cabinet of counselors is you have somebody in these different areas. Maybe you have somebody uh, that would be a counselor in your marriage. You look at their marriage, and you see that they have a godly marriage. And you say, you know what, that's the type of marriage that I want to have in my life. That's a person that when we have struggles or we have needs, that's the person that I'm going to go to for counsel. Maybe, maybe there's a Christian businessman that, that God has blessed and, and they have made wise decisions. Uh, then in that cabinet, when you have financial troubles or maybe you have some, uh, some uh, decisions to make financially, you find a godly person uh, that, that has a biblical mind and they look at things uh, scripturally. That's the type of person you want on that council. You want to get counsel from them. So here, this individual, though, the action of the blessed, they walk not in the counsel uh, of the ungodly. Uh, they walk not in the way of sinners. That means that uh, this blessed individual has separated themselves from those that are living a life outside the plan of God. Parents, be very careful who your children hang around. He said, oh, they're church kids. That doesn't mean anything. Are they walking the right way? Just this week, I heard of a tragedy of a young lady, young girl, teenage girl, thought she met another teenager online, but it wasn't a teenager. And she was attacked. Just a very sad situation. You know, we, we 
think oftentimes what I'll find is parents have too much trust in their kids. You say, Pastor, well, I trust my kid. I don't trust me. Why am I going to trust the teenager? Do you really think that when they're online all night long, that everything they're doing is right? Are, are we that naive? These video games that our kids are addicted to, staying up all night and then coming into school the next day, they can't keep their head up. I think there's something called parenting. We, we've got to be wise. You say, well, I know everybody they're playing. At 2 a.m., you know who they're playing? You know what that conversation is? You know what that game, have you watched those games? They're ungodly. Bible says, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. And here we have this blessed individual. Well, I want to be blessed. I want my kids to be blessed. Amen? Well, they're not going to walk in the way of sinners. So, a Christian is going to go out in society and shoot everybody. Oh, pastor, it's just a game. They're walking in the way of sinners. Don't get quiet on me. Is that a Christian behavior? We have become so desensitized to sin that we think we are going to be blessed and we are walking in the way of sinners. We are in allowing, we are embracing, we are paying thousands of dollars to bring it into our home. And then we wonder why our teenagers are losing their love for the Lord, a spiritual sensitivity. Why is that? Because they've been walking in the way of sinners. And we want that blessing, but the two don't go hand in hand. So here you have uh, this individual, this blessed individual. You see the attitude of the blessed, but you see the action uh, of the blessed. And they walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. They're not, uh, they, uh, uh, they are uh, not in the way of sinners. Uh, they are not in the seat of the scornful. So the progression here is the walking, the, the uh, here they are, uh, they, are, they are in that way of sinners, uh, they are, they're under, they're walking, then they're sitting, and they're under, they're sitting in the seat of the scornful. And, and what do we find? As, as they have progressed and been around sinners and embracing and and following those activities, pretty soon the things of God, the, the authorities in their lives, they scorn at. 
they, they mock. They fight back at. Why, why is that? There's a progression that's taking place. You see, our actions, they matter. It's part of that recipe. And the Lord says the blessed individual is the individual. There's an attitude of that blessed person. There's the action uh, of the blessed person. But I want you to see, thirdly, there's the adornments of the blessed individual. Verse number three, he said, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So he is like a tree that is planted. Uh, he is close in proximity to. He, this individual, this blessed individual, is close to all the nutrients that they need. You know what? A blessed individual, we are so close to all that we need in this life. So here he's close. He's planted uh, by the rivers of water. Uh, we see the proximity to water. We see the prosperity. What do we, what's that prosperity? There's fruit. Just the natural outpouring of being planted, uh, having the nutrients, having that water, it's just going to bring fruitfulness. Uh, so uh, there's the prosperity uh, of fruit. There's the promise of fruitfulness. His fruit in his season. There's a promise of the fruitfulness that's there. You know, there is always hope of fruit and fruitfulness in our life. And that, you know what that does? That brings joy. Have you, have you ever planted a garden? How many of you have ever planted a zucchini? All right. And you plant a zucchini, and at first, you know, it's, you just have that mound there, and then you have the little uh, bud that comes up, and, and then in about three days, you have about 30 zucchinis that are just coming out uh, out of your ears. They just keep on growing and growing and growing, uh, and it doesn't really matter what you do. They just keep on coming. Uh, a lot of fruitfulness there. You know what? I think that's sort of how, like, what God would want us to be. He wants us uh, to be fruitful, and the ability for us to be fruitful and blessed is there but this blessed individual there's an attitude there's action and then we see just the results of it the adornments of it uh, so here the fruitfulness uh, his fruit in his season the bible says that his leaf also shall not wither his leaf also shall not wither now the leaves what do leaves promise? Fruit. You know, I remember the story when Jesus was with his disciples and he was walking uh, across a field and he was hungry and he saw a fig tree and the Bible says uh, that it was leaves only. It was not the time of figs, but there were leaves there. And the Lord walked over to this fig tree and because there was no figs on that tree, the Lord cursed it. And when he cursed that fig tree, when he comes back through, the disciples were just, they were just amazed that this fig tree had withered up. I was talking with Brother Chad Robinson uh, just this last week, and as we were talking, he said, you know, he says, I found something out about figs. He said, you can't kill them. 
I said, I know. This whole side over here on the side of the church is figs. He said, that was the miracle about the withered fig tree. was because they're sort of like blackberries. You can keep cutting them, keep cutting them, keep cutting them, but they just keep coming back. And here the Lord cursed it, and it withered up. It died just at his word. Now, here the, the leaves only. Uh, there was, there, leaves bring hope. Uh, and, and there's that promise of fruitfulness. There's that prosperity. Whatsoever, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So this blessed individual is going to be an individual that what they do is going to prosper. That means it's going to be bettered. It doesn't mean that God is going to make all of us rich. But He will bless us. There are, there are promises all through His Word. And that word prosper, it literally means to succeed. It means to uh, thrive or to prosper. It means to be in a state of having sufficient uh, uh, to, of having sufficient uh, considerable possessions or circumstances. Uh, it's just saying that uh, the, the things that are going to happen to this individual are going to be things that are desirable. Uh, there are blessings that are going to come to this individual. So, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, but uh, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And so, here we have that standing, the sitting, uh, the, the walking. Uh, so, this he is a blessed man. Uh, Psalm 31 and verse 1, the Bible says, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Uh, Psalm 31, uh, 32, verse 2, Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and whose spirit there is no guile. Psalm 33, verse 12, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. Psalm 34, 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Uh, and, uh, and so there, there are so many blessings that God has given uh, to each of us. Psalm 40, verse 4, Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust, and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Psalm 41, 1, Blessed is he that considereth the poor, the Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Blessed is that man, Psalm 65, 4, Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. Psalm 84, 5, Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. Uh, Psalm 84, 12, O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. And over and over and over and over in God's word, he tells us how we can be blessed. I think God wants us to be blessed. God doesn't, God has not put us here just so we can survive. I mentioned this on Sunday, but you stop and think about people that God had blessed. Think about Abraham. Think about Isaac. You think about Jacob or Israel. 
You start looking at all these individuals, though they may have had some hard times in their life, the Josephs, the Jobs. You think about uh, people like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Here, they went from being slaves to being princes. We think about Joseph. You know, when God is involved in somebody's life, what do we see? We see blessings. They're blessings. You and I have been blessed in so many ways. All of the opportunities that God has given to us. If we looked around in the world around us, it would not take us long to see how different it would be had we been born in Iraq. Had we been born in Africa. I was looking at persecution of the top 10 persecuted countries. I think, I think seven of, six or seven of them were on the continent of Africa. Of how Christians are being attacked. You look at the, the poverty all around the world. We, we, we are so blessed. And with that blessing, there, there's responsibility to do something with it. And here this, as we look at the blessings that God gives, He doesn't give those blessings just so we could hoard them to ourselves. He gives us blessings so we can serve Him. You know, stewardship is a wonderful opportunity. But it's not, stewardship is not just our tithes and offerings. Our stewardship, it, it affects every aspect of our life. And when we just recognize that our life belongs to God, and everything that He has entrusted us belongs to Him, then I need to, I need to share these blessings. Why are we blessed? Salvation. Why, why are you here tonight? Because of God's grace, God's mercy in our life. You know, we could be in a bar tonight with our life coming apart. We could be homeless. You know, we are not any different than the individuals whose lives have been shattered. But with all of the blessings that we do have, we have to recognize that there was a recipe that has been followed. That recipe needs to continue to be followed. That recipe needs to be shared so other people can enjoy the same things that we enjoy. I want, I want everybody, not just to go to heaven, I want everybody to enjoy the blessings that I've enjoyed. I want, I want other families to enjoy the restoration, how God put a family back together. I want other people to enjoy that. 
those that have been saved later in life, and maybe you had been involved in things that your life was on a, a, a path that was destructive, you now are in a place of blessing. Don't you want others to have that as well? See, this individual, this recipe for being blessed, there is an attitude of the blessed, there's the actions of the blessed, but then there's the, those attributes of the blessed and, and uh, the adornments of the blessed. There are so many things that God has given to us. We get to enjoy them. Let's share them with others. Why are we blessed? Because God's been good. And let's tell everybody about how, how good God has been. And in that, just telling somebody about how good God is, man, you know what that does to your, your own faith? What it does for your own love for the Savior? You tell them what Jesus can do for you. I was in the office, yes, I think it was yesterday, and someone came into the office and had, had been, in, they are in a very bad place and Miss Sarah was in the, in the foyer or in the office. She came in and it was somebody that she had known uh, when she was still in her addictions. And I'm in my office. My hands are in the air. Just praise the Lord. As Miss Sarah was just sharing what God had done in her life. She had partied with this other lady and now her life is completely put together, Sarah's life. And this other lady was just amazed because she knew Sarah. She knew where she was. What was the difference? She's blessed. Why? Because God is so good. You know, we just need to praise the Lord for all that He's done and all that He's still doing. And what a blessing. Blessed is the man. And all of us, we want the blessings. Let's follow that recipe. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for being so good. Uh, Lord, you have, you have been so gracious to each and every one of us. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us not to take it for granted. I pray that our, our minds, our hearts would be lifted up in love and, and adoration and worship for you because of what you have done for us. And I pray, God, that you would just continue to work in our lives and help us, Lord, to take the blessings that you have given to us and help us to share them with others, those that are around us. May they see uh, how good you are. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. So bless now this uh, invitation time. May, may each of us look into our own lives. Maybe there's some areas where we need to change some actions. Maybe our attitude. I don't know where, uh, where you spoke to hearts, but may the Spirit of God uh, work in each of our lives. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together as the instruments. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.